Hey everyone, it's Danny Burke of VEASAN's Rush Hour. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Chicago CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angles for all of the Chicago teams. If you're from Chicago or just a fan of any of the Chicago sports teams and you want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So subscribe, follow, and listen to the Chicago CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts readily made available to you. This is the Chicago City Cast with Danny Burke, presented by Bet Rivers. Okay, folks, welcome to it. Another edition of the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can get in touch with me on the tweets at Danny Burke Five. You can also catch my other show, Rush Hour, that goes five days a week, Monday through Friday. That's five to six p.m. Central Time, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You can also get it on the Marquee Sports Network, same network where the Cubbies play. Uh, you can get it at VEASAN.com, VEASAN slash subscribe. You go to VSIN.com slash subscribe, the VEASAN app, all that good stuff, not only to get my show, but all the other material presented at VEASAN. Great offers all around, getting you prepped for every single sport to bet on. You got Fubo TV, Sling TV, the Xfinity app, and iHeartRadio as well. You can get in contact with me on those shows and, of course, on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Let's get into it. It is a Monday as I'm recording this, and typically as we like to go through our Monday show, we take a moment to digest. We recollect our thoughts from the previous, usually bad performance from the Bears and see how we feel about it. And not only will we start with that, we've got some quotes to go over, some news for the Chicago Bears with Matt Nagy testing positive for covid um, we'll also do Where's the Beef, bear with me, and we've got some action for the Bulls tonight taking on the Toronto Raptors, if you are listening to this beforehand, a couple plays that I like for tonight's game. But let's begin with a moment to digest, right? Let's recollect our thoughts from this Bears slash Bucks debacle. What are we thinking here? And did anything change in terms of how this game is making us perceive the rest of the season? In terms of the outcome, meaning the Bucks get an impressive, more than impressive win, no. But in terms of wanting to get on the path of that process to develop fields, yeah, it's a little concerning in that, I think. I think that is a real legitimate concern to have at this point. Because again, nobody expected the Bears to win that game. Nobody's expecting the Bears to come out of this season at the top of the NFC North. And if you did or you do, then you're a lunatic. But the thing is here, we can, as Bears fans, accept that this may not be the greatest season. We knew the offensive line was going to be an issue and that it was banged up. We knew the defense was going to take a hit because you let go of Kyle Fuller, who granted did get benched in Denver. But my point being is that the expectations were not necessarily that high coming into this season. They were high in terms of how soon we could see Justin Fields and how soon you could put him on the path to hopefully being a reliable star quarterback in this league. That has not been evident whatsoever, not even in the games that they've won. And you know why? Because he hasn't been doing anything dominant in the passing game. You can't be successful in this league in terms of going deep in the playoffs if you're passing for less than 17 completions per game. Albeit he got 22 against the Buccaneers, but look at the box score, my friends. 38-3. to 
No, that ain't going to cut it. You can run the ball and be successful against the Raiders. whoop de doo And that was a game where they were distracted by Gruden and just ugly all around. But still, I'm not going to knock the Bears' victory there. You can be successful at home in Week 2 against a Bengals team that really didn't have any offensive momentum. And you can be successful against the Detroit freaking Lions who blow worse than you do somehow because of your run game. Khalil Herbert, as we said in the last episode, the only bright spot for this Bears team slash offense. Cool. Great. Wonderful. Doesn't mean squat if you can't get into the end zone and score touchdowns. Like I said, he could get 300 rushing yards a game. It doesn't matter because you don't have the rest of the pieces offensively to get you the important plays that actually are going to matter and set you up for success in these games. Now, granted, and we'll talk about this later, against the 49ers, this running game is going to come in handy and could be against a team where you could benefit from that. But when you're playing against quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, like Tom Brady, and a team like the Ravens who can actually execute the run game well and match that with their passing game, you're not going to be able to have success there because you're just not good enough, okay? You can't have success in this league if your only offense is running. And even if it is like, for example, looking at the Titans, and I use them as an example of not having success. Like at least they make the playoffs, but they're not going to be a Super Bowl caliber team based off Derrick Henry and the fact that their defense is atrocious. That's, that's also a factor in it too. But you need to be able to kind of rely on both. Like Tannehill can have solid throws here and there, and they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. The Bears don't have that reliability if they actually need to go with the passing game, right? So there's no hope for them in that in that part of their game until the offensive line improves, until we see Allen Robinson making plays, until we see Cole Komet getting utilized more consistently, and until that offensive line gives him protection. But the thing is, like, maybe they're... I, there's just no hope in the sense of he's not going to get any protection this year. So Fields just has to adjust. And it's a tough order for this kid to get in his rookie season to develop everything in these plays and to process that quicker in his mind. That is such a tall order to ask from this kid. And I get that. And we all get that. But that's the only thing you can bank on right now. And that also goes with scheming better offensively, knowing you're not going to have this kid getting as much time as he should, knowing it's going to be harder for him to move the ball down the field. That changes with the coaching staff. It's got to start there. So at the end of the day, look, I just, you want to see Fields get on this right path and you're scared now. You should be scared now after a game like that with Tampa Bay. Because is that going to be something that kills his confidence? He talked about, you know, he's not used to losing. And none of these top draft picks are typically. But it just does something to your psyche. And you've seen other rookie quarterbacks get off to a lot better start. And it's okay to be critical of Justin Fields. And yesterday, like I said, you can't put the blame on him solely because you know, that offensive line is just so bad. And the surrounding parts aren't helping him aside from Khalil Herbert. But at some point, he does need to be held accountable for the mistakes he makes, for the lack of recognition out there on the field. And maybe the routes aren't run that well. And maybe the offensive line really is that bad where it's damn near impossible. Those things both can be true. Everything can be true. But, I mean, Joe Burrow had a terrible offensive line. He still had a few games where he threw for over 300 passing yards. Justin Herbert didn't have the best offensive line. They invested in Rayshon Slater, and now look at them. The, the, both of those offensive lines, except for the Bengals, weren't as bad as the Bears, in my opinion. But you get what I'm saying. Like, those quarterbacks were able to make things happen still, despite the rest of their team's ineptability to protect him or help him in any kind of sense. 
So it needs to change now. It really does. And I've talked about this brutal stretch of the schedule, but at least with this 49ers team, they're coming off a loss where they look bad despite the weather conditions. They're a defense that hasn't been as impressive as they have in years past. They don't have an offense that has been anything dominant. The Steelers are banged up. They look bad all around. Their defense isn't as great as they were last year. So you do have actual defenses that you can take advantage of enough. But I know exactly what's going to happen in this 49ers game. They're going to solely focus on the run again. And it's either going to keep them close or they might win. Heck, they might just win the game using the ground attack. But that's not going to get you anywhere where it actually matters. Against good teams in the postseason. Making a run in the postseason. Whoop-dee-doo. I don't care. Beat the teams you're supposed to beat. That's fine. Do what you got to do in those games. But when you're going up against teams that are better than you and have quarterbacks that need to catch up in the passing game, throw the ball and throw it well. That's what you need to see out of this Bears game. And even if they're not winning the games, if you can see Fields throwing it confidently and precisely, then that can give us confidence going into next year where maybe they make the right moves in the offseason, departing with the coaching staff and investing in their offensive line. The coaching staff thing probably isn't going to happen, but we can still hope for it as Bears fans. That's for sure but you want to see him get on that gradual path to becoming a consistent reliable passer Joe Burrow was that right out of the gates Justin Herbert was that right out of the gates really no other quarterback this season has looked that great I mean Lawrence is finally starting to pick it up Zach Wilson hasn't been solid but you're on a crap team with the Jets you know that Mac Jones has had his moments he did great against the Buccaneers in a crappy weather game Mac Jones did and everybody was excited getting fields over Mac Jones. I'm not saying as a Bears fan I'd rather have Mac Jones. I still think absolutely the ceiling is higher for fields. And he got put on a better team with, of course, a better coaching staff. But the thing is, the opportunity should be there. And at some point, the red flag needs to go up. And we need to be concerned about how lack of progression we have seen with him in this offense in the passing game. Something needs to change, and it needs to start against San Francisco. We say this every week. I get it, but it's just nothing else you can point toward. It. That's the that's the fact of the matter. It needs to change. Otherwise, dramatic alterations need to occur throughout this Bears organization from the freaking top down. Do it. Make it happen. You're stuck in offensive purgatory of just disappointment year after year, game after game, quarterback after quarterback. Let's go. Get it together. But let's move on after we've digested and collected our thoughts uh, about Matt Nagy. Yes, he did test positive for COVID. Nagy said he was feeling pretty good. And as of right now, didn't have any other positive tests in the building. Looks like special teams coordinator uh, Chris uh, Tabor will run any full team meetings in Nagy's absence. Uh, pretty much similar to how they did apparently in the spring when they had to do that for a brief period. So uh, looking at that going forward for the Bears. And I may have mispronounced his last name, so forgive me if I did so. But that's who will be taking over for the time being. Uh, I want to address a couple things really quick too. So the Bears in that coin toss, I did just want to say because we, we discussed this and what Matt Nagy's thoughts were. And he said, look, you know, because that goes against his usual strategy of taking the – or um kicking it off right so he said he was just trying to establish momentum right away with a rookie quarterback Justin Fields I get that you realize you're a huge underdog in this game and you want to switch it up in some sense but let's be honest your offense hasn't done anything that have shown you you thought they could make a statement right away are you kidding me that was just the start of everything being a disaster 
And again, it's not something to harp on too much because, look, I get it. You want to be adventurous. You want to be innovative and try something different. But ah, come on, <laughs> stick with what you know in the games where you're not going to be having a chance realistically. And what also something that Nagy said that a lot of people just don't know how to react to. He goes, I will say the last couple of days with our team, we've become really close. Cool. You didn't get any wins. For us to become as close as we had the last 24 to 48 hours, I just trust and believe in them. And they've done it before. We're three and four right now. Again, we can't have this affect us and make it be a two or three or four game slide. Feel like that much of a loss. <laughs> okay, cool. You guys are best buddies. Get a W. Make something happen offensively. We don't care if you're holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Make something happen on the field, Nag. You can... Bit and spew all your crap out of your mouth to make it seem better and that you're getting on the right path, but no one's believing it until it actually comes to fruition out on the field. And, you know, you can say that because they probably had meetings with, you know, Eddie Jackson tweeting the Lance Briggs thing and Jalen Johnson about getting fined. Like, no, everything is not okay, Matt Nagy. You can make it seem like that to yourself in the meetings because you addressed it, but you think the players on the team are having fun? You think they feel closer? If anything, they're bonding against you probably in the organization, not with you. And that's not producing anything great for this team. So I don't want to hear about how you guys are best friends in the locker room. I want to hear about how you're getting better out in the field. I want to see how you're getting better out on the field. That's what needs to be addressed and changed. He also says, we lost. We've got to learn from it. Our guys have rebounded before in the past. And have they? No. And I just know from our discussion in there after the game and where we're at right now as fighters and people and teammates, it's not fun. This is not fun. But at the same point in time, we all go through, through some adversity to get us where we want to go in the end. That's why I feel that way. Dude, what are you saying? Like, where are you getting this from? Yeah, you're dealing with adversity, but also it's not really adversity. You just flat out stink as a coach. Your team is just not good. It's not adversity. You're just, this is what's supposed to happen with the product you're putting out there on the field from the play calling to the actual talent. Okay, it's not adversity. It's just, just plain bad. Just plain not having good talent around and not coaching well. Of course, it's not fun, but to get us to where you want to go in the end, you can't go to where you want to go in the end because you've already shot yourself in the foot in so many different regards that where where is the end for you? Where do you want to go in the end? Is the playoffs where you want to go in the end? You're not getting there, buddy. Not like this. Not with the way you're calling these games. Not with the way this whole team is playing. I get that he has to say these things for the press conference, folks, but it just gives me a better reason to rant about him and this team. <laughs> Looking at it now, I mean, this Bears offense averaging 14.4 points per game. That is 30th in the National Football League. You know who the two teams are that are worse? The Houston Texans and the New York Jets. Give me a break. That is pathetic. You draft a kid like Justin Fields, you bring in receiving talent, you're on your third string running back who's actually doing very well, and you're only ahead of the Jets and the Texans. Oh my goodness, if there's not change and this is how it ends up, everybody's going to lose their mind. This is terrible. What are you doing? Jeez, I just had to throw that out there to put everything in perspective. Uh, before we get to bear with me, where's the beef? I wanted to address where this line did open against San Francisco. We predicted, or I predicted last night, three and a half with a total at 44 and a half. Actually nailed the spread here. San Fran opened up three and a half at most spots. Total at about 43, actually. So it was a little bit too high on the total, but spread we were right on there for the Bears and the 49ers. 
And again, I, I hate doing this, but I genuinely think taking the points with the Bears in this game is the right move. At Bet Rivers, you're, if you're taking three and a half with Chicago, you're actually laying minus a buck twenty. So it's coming down in favor of the Bears, who are also plus one fifty on the money line. San Francisco minus a buck eighty two. And look at this total now at thirty nine and a half. It keeps coming down and down and down. Woo, man. But yeah, I hate to say it because I don't want to actually bet it, but I might because I do think taking the points with the Bears is the correct play in this game. It'll probably get down enough to where you could tease them so you can have more security, but I think the Bears actually match up fairly well with this team. And that brings us a little segue here to bear with me. My bear with me is I think they can have a good enough offensive performance to win. And when I say a good enough offensive performance, I mean they can do well enough on the ground to keep it close and or win this game. Again, you just heard me screaming about running the ball and they could have 300 and it doesn't matter. But against a team like the 49ers who really aren't that dominant defensively and especially aren't dominant offensively, this is a game that you could have an outcome like you did against the Raiders, like you did against the Bengals where Justin Fields doesn't need to be, you know, all worldly in the air, right? I mean, you could afford to rely on the run game here, have a few good passes there and, and really just go from there i mean you can you need to utilize play action everybody wants to see that but i'm saying is you don't need to have him throw for over 20 completions in this game to beat the 49ers look at what wentz did just get dpis left and right <laughs> i mean honestly the bears should actually keep this one close and if they can get the ground game going like i was saying which they have, and if they did it against the Bucks, you best believe they should be able to against San Francisco despite their inept offensive line. I actually think they can do well enough in that regard to cover this spread and potentially win this game outright. And I hate saying that because I know it's not going to happen deep down, but truthfully, they, they do have what it takes to beat this 49ers team. If it's on the road, we're having a completely different conversation. And I get that home field advantage isn't as much nowadays, but with this Bears team, it honestly is. It, you'll take anything you can get here. So that's my bear with me. I actually think they can do well enough with where they do have success, which is on the ground game. And I think that can bode well for this team to cover this spread and make it competitive at least. So that's my bear with me for Chicago and the Bears. Uh, where's the beef? Now, of course, I could have infinite beefs with this Bears team and the lack of aggressiveness. I'm not going for it on that fourth and goal. We kind of addressed it yesterday. I want to switch it up. Taking you a little bit out of the NFL here. Let's go to the ice. My beef is with the Chicago Blackhawks and their pathetic start to their season. Gross. Yikes. And to think we actually were a little bit excited about this team because of the addition of Marc-Andre Fleury. You get Jones and you get Tate's back. And it has just been absolutely disgusting. And one of the grossest starts to the NHL we have seen in quite some time. And especially for the Blackhawks. Six games played. Five losses. One overtime loss. They haven't had a lead at any point this season. Colton, you got to go. I don't know. Something's got to happen. My beef is with this pathetic performance from this team thus far. You know what the bear with me is, even though it's supposed to be just for the Bears, but, you know, the positive side of this, again, like I'll keep saying, the tickets are going to be cheaper, folks, because Blackhawks tickets were always expensive. Their home sellout streak ended. Maybe you could get a good bang for your buck now if you want to go bet on the other team, get some good seats, and then enjoy the atmosphere of a hockey game. That's the positive side to the Blackhawks thinking. <laughs> but truthfully, my beef is with this Blackhawks team. Figure it out. You have the talent to do so. Go produce on the ice. Go get some wins and get back in the rhythm of this thing. Long season, but it needs to change now. So that's my beef is with the Chicago Blackhawks stinking it up on the rink. 
All right, coming up next, let's talk about the one successful team we have here in the Windy City. That's right, the Chicago Bulls, their matchup against the Raptors Monday night. I've got thoughts on that game and actually a couple player props that I did delve in as best bets. Stick around on the Chicago City cast. I'll tell you those next. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. The Chicago City Cast is presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and it has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all of the pro football matchups, plus, they're bringing back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they have a $1 million beat the spread challenge with thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at Bet Rivers. Download the app or go to betrivers.com to place your bets. All right, guys, it's time for a little bit of positivity here on the Chicago City Gas. And I say that because it's time to talk about the Bulls, who are off to a nice 3 0 start this season. How about it? The one thing we have to look forward to as Chicago sports fans as of this point. And we also have the game Monday night to look forward to. Going to be a tough matchup, however. Bulls on the road against the Raptors. It's one open about two, two and a half, somewhere around there. And there actually has been some money coming toward Toronto because at Bet Rivers, Bulls now only laying one and a half. They're minus 127 on the money line. Raptors plus 106. Short total at 212 and a half. Yes, I would like to buy the Bulls here in terms of on the money line, buying the minus 127 and backing them. Because look, they are the better team. They should win this game. But it's one of those tricky spots in the NBA with a team that's not terrible. And you're seeing the movement go against them, though. That's why it's kind of like, uh, I don't know what to think here. This is going to be their first test this season, and Toronto hasn't done anything impressive. I get that, but look, I mean, they beat the Celtics on the road, but the Celtics are a team that I don't think is going to be great. We've talked about that before the season. That's why the Bulls have such a high ceiling in the Eastern Conference. But I get why there might be some slight love to Toronto, because I think this Bulls team still is developing rhythm and a chemistry, and inevitably that's going to happen with any team that's going from not into contention to in contention with a bunch of new players who are stars. So give it some time, and they found a way, but it's been against the Pistons twice and the Pelicans who are atrocious right now. So I do think the Bulls get the win. I'm hoping they get the win. But more importantly, I'm liking... Um, I would look on, 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 excuse me, I would look under too. I got a little stutter there. Now, I would look under also for the Bulls and the Raptors because the Bulls defense has actually been a bright spot thus far. And again, their offense has been a little bit rusty to go. And so have the Raptors at the same time. But I'm looking at a couple props here. Let's look at Precious Achua. He is the big man or one of the big men for the Raptors. And at Bet Rivers, you can do the points, rebounds, and assists bet. And I'm playing him over 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Danny, you're fading the Bulls. No, not necessarily. I just think this is a good spot. When we can try to make money, we're going to do so. So with Precious Achua, uh, he's averaging, as at this point in three games, 10.3 points per game, 11.3 rebounds per game, and just under two assists. 
But for the 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, when you combine those together, he's gone over this in two out of three games thus far. At Boston, he got 15 points and 15 rebounds. Versus Dallas, he got 10 points, 12 rebounds, and three assists. Game one versus Washington, the team altogether only scored 83 points, and he racked up six points, seven rebounds, two assists. So he did just miss it. Um, the Bulls are not great at defending down low. We know this. And Vucevic is questionable with an illness. And even if he's healthy, again, the Bulls are not great at defending the rim. Most of their shots against them are coming within four feet of the bucket. So I think you look at him as the big man since Siakam is out to take over. I think he can certainly get over 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He will be able to take advantage of that weaker part of the Bulls defense. So look for Precious Achua over 18 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And if you're looking for a flyer, you know, a half unit bet, something to throw some lunch money on. He's 4-1 to one to record a double-double. Bulls have only allowed one double-double this season, game one against the Pistons. But again, he's gotten a double-double in two out of three games, especially if Vooch isn't 100%. Look for Precious Achua over 18.5 points, rebounds, and assists, and take a little flyer, 4-1, to one, for him to record a double-double. This could be a guy who gets it continuously, so take advantage of the better price while you still can. And then finally, another prop bet. It is going to be a Raptors player, but it's because when I was looking, they didn't have the Bulls ones posted yet. But Scotty Barnes in his rookie campaign, he's gotten off to a fairly solid start, averaging 18 points per game and also 10 rebounds per game. But I'm looking at his points rebounds over 20 and a half. Now, you can also do the points rebounds and assists at about 22 and a half, but his assists aren't making as big of an impact. But if you can only find the points rebounds and assists, I would still play it over 22 and a half. But look, he's gone over 20 and a half points and rebounds in all three games. And when you look at his shot selection, 48% are coming at the rim and he's making 62% of those. 40% are also coming from mid-range, and he's making 53% of them. Someone needs to step up as the lead scorer for this team. Van Fleet typically has been. They lost Lowry. Siakam's injured. Barnes is a guy taking over early and often thus far in these three games. So if you're combining him with the rebounds and points, and heck, if you throw the assists in there too, even though he's not, you know, padding the stats in that category, 22.5 is the highest I would go for points, rebounds, and assists. But if you get the points and rebounds at 20.5, Play that over for Scotty Barnes as well. And I kind of like doing this angle a little bit more than just a straight up point sometimes because, you know, here and there, they'll struggle in one category and pick it up in the other. And I think for both of these guys, this is a viable spot for them early on in the season when you can take advantage potentially of these better numbers. So Scotty Barnes over 20 and a half points and rebounds. Precious Achua over 18 and a half points, rebounds and assists. And don't be scared to take a little flyer on him. 4-1 to one to record a double-double. Let's hope the Bulls can keep it going. They have the advantages in this game. De DeMar DeRozan going back to Toronto, whatever you want to take from that as much as he can. I mean, he already had that, but it's still a little bit different atmosphere for him. I was looking, I did want to actually see what his prop was going to be because he's been fairly consistent thus far with the Bulls, so I'm curious to see what that number is at, but keep an eye out for it and maybe consider the over for DeMar DeRozan. But this is a game the Bulls should win, and this will be a good test to see how good they are early on. And I know it's a long season. It's not a test that's going to have an ultimatum to it, but it's just going to be a good indicator of, okay, this team's ready to go right away against a somewhat solid team. So let's hope for a Bulls victory, a good team effort all around, and something for us as Chicago sports fans to have hope for for the time being while we wait for the Blackhawks to hopefully pick it up, the Bears hopefully pick it up, and for baseball season to start around the corner. 
But that's what I'm rolling with for the Bulls and the Raptors tonight. Uh, we'll have more college football thoughts. I know we usually do a recap, but, you know, I'll kind of save it for middle of the week. Nothing too wild throughout the Big Ten this past weekend. Uh, it wasn't anything just that really changed my mind. I mean, we have Michigan and Michigan State to look forward to this weekend, so that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll see how Nebraska can find a way to disappoint me once again. Really, the only biggest takeaway, of course, was the Illinois-Penn State game to where I, I don't know. What do you even say to that? I wasn't watching it because I was doing a golf scramble and then I was going to the Notre Dame game. I still got to watch those highlights. But how do you let that happen if it's Sean Clifford? I thought it was the backup who was in because I, I didn't look at the game right before. But that was embarrassing. I mean, that's beyond embarrassing. That's something that I don't even know if Nebraska could be capable of doing that. I mean, they're capable of doing it, but would they actually allow that to happen? My goodness. Uh, Penn State, you screwed your chances at home in nine overtimes. We really scored 18 points against Illinois. That's incredible. That is incredible. That could not be any more embarrassing. It really couldn't. Wow. But otherwise, nothing else stood out too much. Wisconsin finally gets a win and a cover against 25th ranked Purdue. Good for you, Badgers, doing something decent. Oof. Ohio State, like we're saying, don't sleep on them. 54 to 7 over Indiana. People are not recognizing Ohio State as much as they should be. Now they're starting to do it a little bit, but they forgot about them a tad bit. Keep an eye on those Buckeyes and their futures prices. All right, like I said, we'll talk more about that in the middle of the week. Give you some of the biggest line movements for this Bears and 49ers game. We'll still talk Blackhawks and Bulls, baby. Don't you forget it. Right here on the Chicago City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Once again, you can always follow me on the tweets at DannyBurke5. And if you want my show consistently, it's Rush Hour on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. I do that live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook. You can get it at VEASAN.com, the VEASAN app, Fubo Sling TV, YouTube TV, iHeartRadio, Xfinity app and the Marquee Sports Network, 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time. All right, everybody, take care. Take it easy. Bears are going to do Bears things, but let's just put all of our hope and excitement into this Bulls team and hope for the best, folks. All right, until next time, best of luck with all your wagers and take care. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Not valid for any participant of the Illinois Gaming Board statewide voluntary self-exclusion program. Must be 21 years of age or older. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-426-2537. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.